You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go downstairs and inside the coach's office. You know, my mind is on our team. Right before tip-off, here's David Locke with head coach Quinn Snyder. It's the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show. Welcome back. State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. Time for the Jazz and Atlanta Hawks as we kick off the Jazz three-game road trip back east right before the Christmas break. It's time for the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show with head coach Quinn Snyder. And coach... Trey Young is being talked about most by the media in regards to like the first of the post-Steph Curry era. But if you listen to Trey Young talk about it, he talks about Steve Nash. When you watch him, what do you see? Well, you know, I think Steph's a, you know, Hall of Fame transcendent player. Um, So is Steve Nash. Um, I think... You know, Trey Young probably shoots it, and he, he looks more like Steph Curry the way he shoots the ball. But I, I think it, it sounds to me like he gravitates to the passing, um, keeping his dribble alive. You know, looking people off. Um, you know, things that Steph obviously can do as well. Um, but I, I think that's probably um, either way. That's a pretty good comparison. So. Um, he's not upset if he's Steph Curry and he's not upset if he's Steve Nash and he's he's really, really similar to those guys in lots of ways. It's interesting, both Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell have referenced that they go back and watch Steve Nash. Is it interesting to you that people are talking about Nash in that regard? Yeah, I, I think, you know, players that have an appreciation um, for, for really, everyone wanted to play with Steve Nash and, you know, that's, it's actually... I'd like to hear that about Donovan because there's a lot of things that we try to teach that Steve Nash just did instinctively, and that's that's what great players do. They they do certain things and they change the game. And when you keep your dribble along the baseline and um, you don't have a shot and you don't have a big on a roll and you don't have a guy in the corner and you still keep your dribble and you make a play, that's that's not easy to do, and it's something Steve Nash did all the time to the point that we call it Nashing. When you play a team like this who's struggling, coming off a bad night, so you know you're getting them full throttle, you know they're back at home, you, do you try to get this message across to the guys, or is that up to them really in an 82-game schedule as pros to understand what they're walking into tonight? I think both. You know, I, I think it's something that you don't um, gloss over. At the same time, you know, we need to be consistent no matter who we play, whether it's home, road. Um, we're in another situation now without Mike again. That, that you know, changes that dynamic a little bit. So we need to focus and buckle down and, and keep competing and keep getting better. Coach, thank you very much. Thanks, That's head coach Quinn Snyder. Back over. Let's hear from Lloyd Pierce and the Hawks. When you have such incredible youth, how do you weigh having them all try to learn together versus having veterans interplayed with them as they're trying to learn this game? Well, I mean, today specifically, they better learn together. I'm starting five guys in two years or less in this league, and, you know, part of that reasoning is, is just throw them out there and, and let them figure some things out and, 
use our veterans and our bench guys to come in and provide a voice and, and, and lift the spirit if it needs to be lifted or just balance the game if it needs to be balanced. Um, I've tried a number of combinations throughout the season, mainly because we've been depleted by some guys um, and just trying to you know overcome minute restrictions and things of that nature. So we've, we've had to shuffle regardless. Uh, but today's is a little more intentional um, as we're approaching, you know, John returning in a couple of days. Still want to look at a few things leading into that. Um, not that he's going to solve all of the, the issues, but if we can figure out a couple combinations, a couple lineups, a couple adjustments, and then, you know, we've got to make a necessary change with them coming back anyways. Uh, we just want to figure, you know, who works well together and what dynamics work well together and what dynamics don't. There's some analytics that we've seen um, that suggest we shouldn't play one way, and there's some that suggest that there are some good things, there are some good signs uh, trending that way. And so um, just still trying to figure some of those things out. When you see Trey talks about once with Steve Nash, and obviously you facilitated the Steve Nash. Now Donovan was talking recently about how he looks to you know watches Steve Nash. Is it interesting to you how many of these guys are going back and looking at Nash as a player that they try to learn from? Well, you know, one of the things I thought was really dynamic and unique when Steve was in Phoenix with Dan Tony, and they shuffled through a lot of players. Um, and the consistent with Sean Marion, Amari, and Steve. You know, and you bring in Joe Johnson, Vince, Grant Hill, Quentin Richardson. You know, you start naming off guys that had successful careers while in Phoenix shooting the basketball. Um, they were nine straight seasons of offensive efficiency, leading the NBA in offensive efficiency while Steve was there as they changed a lot of players. Uh, I would reach out as well and figure out why. Um, they were ahead of the curve in terms of playing small ball, playing with pace, spacing the floor, scoring early before the defense is set. Um, and he was the guy that led that. And that's the reason why he won two MVPs, and that's the reason why they led the NBA in offensive efficiency for nine straight years. So I don't think it's a coincidence. I think if you study the game and you study what things have worked in the past, especially with the way the game is being played, um, you know, Utah's doing it. They're playing with Bogdanovich at the four or whoever they call the four. Uh, and Gobert is the roller. And they space, and you see their ball movement. You see angles in pick and roll, Donovan pick and roll, Conley obviously when he was healthy in pick and roll. And, you know, once it gets swung and you're in rotation, it doesn't matter who ends up with the shot. They're all locked and loaded. Uh, and shooting career highs or shooting high percentage three-point shots.